0: This summer, Sprite is bringing you the live from the label tour. Featuring live stream
1: concerts from your favorite hip-hop artists, including Lotto, Saweetie, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows.
2: We causing a commotion. Brought
1: to you by Sprite. Get your ticket to Sprite Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, The Coca-Cola Company. All rights reserved. Find everything okay? Whenever you shop Meijer, you shop for your entire community. You help support food rescue programs and Simply Give. You help keep your neighbors well with vaccinations, free prescriptions, and mobile medicine. And you help support sports teams across the Midwest. Whatever you shop Meyer, you help people in your community to work, to play, to live, and to learn. Thanks for shopping with us. Learn more at Meyer.com. You're listening to a Brawl Network production. And
0: this is Meany's Bird Recap.
2: Can you feel that thing? That's easy out your doggone hands.
1: That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel it?
0: Win or lose, these guys will be here for you after every single game.
2: Do
1: you think you're better than me?
0: Here are your hosts, Giovanni Hamilton, Connor Miles, and ECW Original, The Blue Me. That was freaking awesome. Welcome to Meanie's Eagle Birds recap on Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. I'm fired to be here. I'm co host Connor Miles of Eagles Brawl. I'll let everybody else introduce themselves.
1: Oh, I like the star, Giovanni. And I am a former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie, right here in the heart of uh, South Philly, the home of hardcore.
0: I am so excited to get this game recap show. It's not it's not maybe the game we really want to break down and talk about, but I am still super excited. I just want to start off with asking Giovanni, how was the game, dude? I think yeah, we're all yeah. wondering how the game was, man. Like, how was it?
1: Dude,
2: it was so, so awesome. They had food there in the suite and everything. They had cheesesteaks. I had two cheesesteaks. We um, had good
1: food, so... Yeah, yeah, you had absolutely. me at cheese
2: steaks. Yeah, it was it was awesome. This we actually can hold up to forty people when it's not COVID. And we had it all to ourselves. And
0: that it, is
2: awesome. Yeah, I'm thank just so grateful. That. Um Thank you, Eagles. I'm just so and Thanks to everyone who came up to me because there were so many people who came up to me and said, hey, I listen to your podcast, and it's amazing. And I really appreciate that because uh, I I didn't really think people would take me seriously as a kid.
0: I take you seriously. You're one of the best podcasters (laughs) in the world. You're better than me, so I take you very seriously.
1: Yeah, you spit out the the facts, and I'm just like, if he says it, it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, He would know right Exactly yeah. he would definitely know Giovanni I hear, I hear numbers and my ears start smoking And this, it's an ugly scene So I mean <laughs> Only all the numbers and facts to Gio and you guys And all, the, all the spit opinion <laughs> we, we we like the fan analysts We want to bring that to
0: the table We want to hear what you have to say Blue You got some good takes we, I've heard them before I heard your episode with Philly Sports of Giovanni And look One of the first comments is, we take you very seriously, and I feel confident in building Sunday night. Oh, yes. That's what I like to hear. I feel (laughs) confident, too. Not only that, man, that view you had was insane.
2: Oh, my God. It was uh, such a good view. And we were right over the end zone. Uh.
1: Yeah, I love it. So now you've been to games with full stadiums, and now with the uh, uh, reduced attendance – was there still that energy in the stadium? I mean, with uh, even with the smaller crowd,
2: definitely in my section, there was a lot of r- rowdy fans just screaming. It was it was awesome.
1: Very cool. Oh, it wasn't. That's good. I...
2: It wasn't fully back to normal, but you know,
1: understandable.
2: It, yeah.
0: Well, let's get into it though, Giovanni, because. Wasn't the most prettiest game. I, I hate to say it. Uh, the first, my first thought in my head after the game ended was Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz need this bye week so badly. They need that bye week so badly. I, you picked in the pregame show Carson wants to be your Manscaped MVP. I know you struggled a little bit, but what were you thinking, G body? I'm wondering what you were thinking when you saw uh, Carson Wentz play because I think you know, as most of us all do, being Eagles fans. That's not the level of play we expect for Carson Wentz.
2: Yeah, you know, um, it, it's definitely not acceptable from a quarterback like him. Um, and he did not pull, uh, play up to the pro quarterback level that we expect him to. But honestly, I think there's two two main reasons why why he's uh, not at his best this season. I think it's definitely coaching. I think Press Taylor needs to be on the hot seat. Um, and I, I want to start a petition and bring back uh, coach because uh, we need him back in Philly. Um, and I think that the the next reason is just the change in the offensive line. Every Every week, there's a there's a different offensive line. It's always getting switched up.
0: I completely agree with you. I actually recorded earlier today on Eagles Brawl with Johnny Page, and I immediately said, and he agreed, and he brought it up too. There's too many cooks in that kitchen over there, calling all these offensive plays. I don't look the excuse that they didn't have a real offseason is tiring. No team did. It was The COVID impacted the NFL every single way it did the Eagles. I know the injuries are piling up. That is very valid. The offensive line is going in and out. Very valid. But I also don't think, when I look at it back on it, Rich Gangelaro was a bad play caller when he was with the Denver Broncos. They fired him after one season as offensive coordinator, which is pretty telling to me. Uh, and then Marty Wake looks like the only influence he has on this team is the Jalen Hurts play designs. When you have Carson Wentz line up out wide, which I think is a dead giveaway, what you're going to do, you're either going to run it with Hurts or pass it and likely you're going to be running with him. I don't think they have – a I, I think Doug Peterson is a leader of men. I think Doug Peterson is a good head coach. I don't think he's a creative play designer, and I don't think he can call a whole entire game. I think what you say is valid. John D. Filippo is missed on a Carson Wentz mechanic side because we have to blame Carson Wentz. He has to shoulder the blame for how he's been playing – playing like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's just something that we are not accustomed to whatsoever. But we also got to look at it. And I don't believe that anybody on this coaching staff is really helping him out and pulling him out of his rut. That's worrisome to me. And I think at this point you have to sit down and you have Doug at the end of the season. Maybe you have to talk about the play calling, but you have to tell him, look, we need to bring you back your Frank Wright because you're not comfortable out there with him. And I, I think it's holding you back.
1: There's something I, I definitely want to add to this is, you know, it's definitely the play calling because there's something about the Andy Reid coaching tree that's pass happy. And I don't know if it's because Doug's a former quarterback and he, uh, that's the, the cooler thing for the quarterback to want to do, have his quarterback always passing the ball. But that said, the, the Dallas Cowboys are the worst team against the run. And also well, Scott was gashing them, you know, for, big chunks of yards, and if you're not going to stick to the run and they know you're just going to pass, then it, it, you're not, you're doing Carson Wentz no favors by just having him pass, 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 pass. Now, granted, some of those passes were eh, but I think that also comes down to a lot of instability that Carson Wentz has had around him from his rookie season. Uh, you know, 17, he had Frank Reich, and then Frank Reich left, and then, you know... We had a uh, new coaching staff come in, and now it's just Doug calling the offense and stuff like that. I think they need somebody to get here. They, they need to bring somebody in here who's willing to be Carson Wentz's coach and not his buddy uh, because, you know, uh, it's kind of like how a parent is more of a friend than a parent, and they're going to let their kid get away with a little bit more than they would if they were a stern parent. They, Carson Wentz needs a stern, a stern parent in that quarterback
0: uh, room with him. I, I agree completely. I think the Philadelphia Eagles organization knows Carson Wentz is a very talented quarterback. Trust that Carson Wentz is a very talented quarterback. Believes that he's a very talented quarterback. I think they think that he can get out of it. And I believe he can too. But to what extent is
1: right now, it's he's got the mechanics. He's got the mechanics. You just need a good, or, I mean, like, if Carson was a great car, well, the fancy car, you would want the best mechanic to work on your car and to keep that car running. And right now they just have some local guys down at the, uh, the corner instead of going to the dealership who the people who know that car, you know, they need to get better coaching in there, you know, in that quarterback room with them.
0: I I don't know about you guys, but I just don't know what this offense is. That's the issue. It does, it's never the same. It's always different. It looks weird. And I know that you have interchangeable guys the offensive line in the wide receiver position still, but I don't, they don't have an identity on offense whatsoever. And I know miss, they're missing Miles Sanders, no matter what anybody wants to say. I, a, I know there's been talk that he hasn't been playing that well this year, but no matter what, they are missing the play of Miles Sanders last year. They expected a huge contribution from him this year. And him not being out there is very, is hindering what they can do as an offense. But then, Put me right. I mean, Doug doesn't run it that much either. Boston Scott was looking great out there. I, I just don't know. This offense looks different every other week. I, I, I think Doug needs help with the play calling department, and that's where you have to start. You have to find an offense coordinator that can help
1: Doug Petersen out of his rut. Yeah, yeah you, you need that. I'm sorry, Giovanni.
2: Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I, I don't think that. Um, he, he definitely thinks that he can do it all himself, but. As Eagles fans, I don't think we do. And um, I just want to add a point on uh, Carson Wentz. In moments in that game, he was playing just as bad as uh, Ben Danucci is that his name?
0: Yeah, that was yeah. actually probably the exact word how I would I'll pronounce
1: it. it to be honest with you. <laughs> Whatever you want to call yeah, him. I'll, I think I'll, you I'll all right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, man, uh What's it called? Uh, this whole offseason, I blame it on 2020. Um, I mean, he, Carson got off to a slow start last year. He didn't play a single snap in the offseason, or in the preseason, I should say. Now, this season, nobody's had a preseason, and everybody's injured. And, you know, they they, they, they got to do something about this Jason Peter situation because you have Jordan Maialata, who's actually doing a pretty decent job, and I think, you know, uh, earned a spot to keep that, position and then jason peters comes back and he gets injured again it's it's like it's like the movie Groundhog's day you know Uh, or it's like that saying that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results if you're going to put jason peters on that sideline a he's going to jump off sides b he's going to gas out halfway through the game and be helped to the sideline uh you have a great player there in jordan maialata i think he's earned his spot Uh, He earned and keeping Jordan Maialata at that spot gives Carson a little bit of stability as well because he knows, okay, Jordan's there. I could trust Jordan. Let me worry about what I got to do down the line. Whereas now there's a rotating offensive line. Okay. Who's, who's around me now? Who can I trust? You know, that kind of thing. So it's been a lot of instability, a lot of injuries, uh, like you said, uh, miles, we, we're definitely missing miles, but, uh, it's just, I, I don't know what's going on down at that NovaCare center with all these injuries. You know, it's just, no, I don't know what's going on
0: with them Perry. To be honest with you, it's, it's insane.
1: <laughs> behind, I mean, what I, other team has this, this string of injuries. It's like, did somebody put a curse? It's like. Do we need to put something a uh, you know, Billy Penn back on top? We of sold our the souls. For that.
0: We sold our souls for Lombardi, man. We sold our yeah. souls. All mm-hmm. our souls are gone. But to sit back and look at that team, like what it was when they won Super Bowl Fifty Two, and think the new norm—like this is what we're gonna be contenders. Carson once come back from injury. This team won a Super Bowl without them. They could do anything they possibly can want to do now. And now we're sitting here three years later saying, wow, like this team is very underwhelming. And, and Carson once has regressed a lot. The Pierce has regressed a lot. That, I, I, I tried to soak that in today. That was tough to soak in.
1: Really? Yeah. How about you, Jeff? I mean, what do you think about that? Hmm? Oh, no. The, uh, sorry, the mic cut out. But I, right. uh, yeah, I didn't hear you.
2: What
1: You didn't hear what I said?
2: No, nah,
1: it was a little
0: scratchy
2: on my end. I don't
0: know. If it's Sorry. I was, I hope it doesn't do that again. But I was talking about, I can't believe like Doug Peterson goes from Woody to the Super Bowl talking about the new norm. And then now we're at this point of saying, like, wow, this guy really needs some help play calling. This is the guy that went toe to toe with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady with Nick Foles and now dueled him and won. And now we're talking about, like, look. He needs help with the play calling department. It just goes to show you, like, we love Doug Peterson. He's a great head coach. Care- I, I, I still believe in him as a head coach, but we did, we we kind of tadly underrated the impact Frank Reich and John D. Filippo brought to this team. And it's showing, it's showed every single year. I think I was talking about it in the podcast earlier. I think it's Mike Rowe is probably looking at this team right now and saying, you know, I was the scapegoat there. It doesn't really look like that offense really is that much productive without me, though. You're supposed to get better. They haven't done that. I, I I think they hired the wrong guys, and that's a huge part of it.
1: Or at this point, Crazy. I think Doug, I think Doug needs to be the bigger man and and give some of that duty off to like a Deuce Daly. You know, Deuce has been there forever. Deuce has been there through every coaching uh try something. Yeah. I
0: love Deuce, Deuce Daly. I wonder too. knowing the owner that Jeffrey Lurie is. I agree with this comment too, that by Justin, to me, Press Taylor has done absolutely nothing to help Carson. I mean, where's the proof? You're right. There's yeah. no proof of it, but I just want to, I just want to see if Jeffrey Lurie, how he feels about that game. Cause we all know he's an aggressive owner and he's not mm-hmm. afraid to step in when he needs to and make the decision. I mean, it was his decision that Mike Rowe was gone. It wasn't Doug's. And then we saw, cause Doug, the press conference before they fired Mike Rowe is like, no, he should be my, my offense coordinator. Next thing you know, things change. So we all, we know what Doug's, What's Doug say here? It's not that hard. If Jeffrey Lurian wants to interfere and takes away the play calling duties and give it to somebody else, he will. So I'm interested to see during this bye if the Eagles try to start changing things around offensive-wise, play-calling-wise, starter-wise, because I agree with you, Boobity. I think there was five pauses to the game yesterday. One, they won.
1: They
0: won. <laughs> Two, Jordan Milana for at right tackle, where I expected him to be bad against the Marcus Lawrence – after that first drive, wasn't that bad at all, actually. Didn't really expect him to play that good at right tackle. Three, Boston Scott's doing a little bit better now. Again, Dallas Cowboys' worst rounds defense in the league, but Boston Scott's showing it a, a little bit more. Or mm-hmm. Travis Fogum is legit. Travis yeah. Fogum is wide receiver one. He is
2: yeah. officially
0: everything that the Eagles need at wide receiver. At this point, when Alshon Jeffrey does, I mean, they don't even care if he steps back on the field. Doug Piercey doesn't even know how he hurt himself. So clearly this team doesn't give really care if Alshon comes back. But when yeah. he does, he's Travis back backup at the ex-receiver position. And then Jalen Rager scored. Awesome. What? Jalen think- Rager scored. And, and not only that, TJ Edwards, too. TJ Edwards probably had their best game as a linebacker.
1: Yeah, and uh, was it Alice Singleton? He, he had a pretty good game, too, as well.
0: Yeah, actually, to, to, I mean, look, they, they, the linebackers looked a little bit better when, uh, you know, Nate Gary, number 47, was off the field. But
1: I think when 2020 is yeah. over and we look back on the season, we're going to say, yeah, it was, it was a rough season, but we found a couple uh diamonds in the rough with Fulgham, you know, and, uh, and all these other guys who are stepping up. You know, just like how we, Young found, guys. we found Greg Ward last year. Uh, you know, going forward, Greg Ward and Fulgham need to be, in the starting rotation from this point forward, they found a good young talent that they can extend and afford. Uh, what what they're going to do with Alshon, you know, coming up, who knows? Uh, there's been rumors that he might be traded by the deadline. We'll see what happens there. I mean, it would, be, it would be a shame. I like Alshon, but we need guys who are going to be in there and and stay healthy and be reliable. The best uh, ability is availability, and uh, Alshon hasn't been too available.
0: Well, I'm done with him now, to be honest with you.
1: Uh, I, I, you me too. You, and I love the guy. Yeah, like, mm.
0: Giovanni yeah. called him dead weight on the show the other day. And I, laughed, <laughs> I, I laughed like crazy. Yeah. But Yeah. Yeah. I do not uh, to answer this question uh, from Justin. He says, Are you curious, in your opinion, is Carson the worst starting quarterback right now? Yeah. No. Not the worst, but he's he's treading the treading waters right now. I I I think he would have to
1: be better though. He's the most mismanaged quarterback right now. Yeah, Uh, nobody. He's got the ability. He just needs somebody to be a coach and a stern coach and say, "No, uh, I'm the coach, and this is how we're going to do things, and uh, not let him dictate what they're going to do."
0: It's crazy though, like. I never thought we would get to this point, though, to be honest with you. I did not see it coming. Completely blindsided. Really thought Doug and Carson were like, they just, they need help. They need that third voice and they don't have a really good third voice right there. This is an awesome podcast. You are an awesome person.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, And you are, yes. You are too. (laughs) I assume assume we all have the Super Bowl DVD, Blu-ray and everything. Absolutely. There's a great clip. You, you need to go out and get this sound clip uh, where Doug Peters is on the co- sideline with. Um, can you hear me? Okay. So I, I I just I saw you walk away. I didn't know if you're still on the headphones. Uh, There's a great clip. You need to get it for the podcast. Doug Peterson. I want to say is before the San Francisco game. He's talking to the other head coach. He goes Carson's a great quarterback uh he's in early he he's there before everybody the last one to leave all this stuff, and he's great. It's just we're gonna mess him up <laughs> he's great until we screw him up, and they've kind of screwed him up,
2: yeah.
0: That's a good point. I do remember that yeah, clip that was was pretty words, well. He, talk, he was talking to John Lynch when he did that. He was saying that he's like he's a good he's a good quarterback until he messed him up. And then- yeah,
1: right on the uh, the Blu-ray. He's talking about car he's praising Carson Wets to the other guy, the other coach. I my name the name escaped me. But he's like, and this is 2017. He's great until we screw him up. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. this question right here, uh
0: by Eagles Demon, do you trust Howie? Look if you look at this cap situation next year, they can't get rid of Howie. You can't ask a new yeah. personnel man to come in and inherit this cap situation. Howie, they have to ride it out with Howie, but I will say, I
1: Joe draft team, true, yeah, <laughs> True. You're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong. But I will say, as much as we kill the guy, and I, I will not get over this past draft. I'm sorry. The second or third round picks, this team was not in position to make either of those decisions for those picks. Right. But, when something doesn't work out for him, when the corners start up working out, then he doesn't want to feel like drafted him anymore. He gets a go gets Darius Slay. When J.R. Sega Whiteside shows he's definitely not the answer at all. They find Travis Fogum to be the answer. They yep. when Jordan when they when Andre Diller goes down, they expected him to be the first round guy to be this guy, left tackle, take over. He goes down and Peters inevitably goes down. We all expected it when as soon as they announced they resigned him. Jordan Mulata comes in, and he steps in, and he plays fairly well. So as much as I kill the guy, at least he finds guys that are serviceable replacements for when those guys don't work out. And that's the point. But I will say, it does not make the team well enough because when you have premium picks in the second round, third round, and you need to add youth to your team, uh, immediate impacts from that youth because, uh, let's face it, you've been one of the most injured teams over the last couple of years. I don't know if you take a backup quarterback to leave this town just debating if he should start over Carson Wentz for all eternity. And then a linebacker who the barely played linebacker, and your team really can't even really develop linebacker. So questionable picks, but you know what? Travis Fogg was a bright spot at least.
1: I guess yeah. the, uh, the, the, the one thing that drives me nuts about them getting you know, a draft in jail hurts is that our court, quarterback death chart reads – Wentz hurts. So it's like, ah, uh, come on. Ah, uh, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't do really it? look really good, huh? Did you have to do that to us. I mean, we already have to hear from Dallas fans. Oh, your quarterback can't stay healthy. Now we got a QB depth chart that says Wentz hurts. So, ah, uh, why'd you do that? But uh, the Achilles heel for this team has definitely been linebacker. They need to do something. Um, They do. Every
0: team comes in here and does like an end around and just destroys the Eagles. And it's because
1: their linebackers
0: are just not good. Like T.J. Edwards is a bright spot for sure. That was the best game from an Eagles linebacker. Like, I mean, definitely all season and probably maybe even last season, too, to be honest with you. And that's not saying much. I'm sorry. It's just not. He's he's good, serviceable, but they just don't have the talent of linebackers. It's the truth. I like Alex Singleton a lot. I'm a big Alex Singleton fan. Yeah, they need too. a true number one linebacker, though. They just don't have it right now, and it, it, it's hurting them. They're getting exposed for it. Absolutely,
2: yeah. I think we they, need linebackers, but um, um, you know, Nate Gary's out, and um, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I am sad that he's hurt, just because I don't want to see anyone hurt, but. Um, we saw what would happen if we took Nate Gary out of the game plan uh, yesterday. So we kind of we kind of know what, what we can do now.
0: I love it. Oh yeah, I love it, man. I I, I play bad with Giovanni sometimes. He benches Nate Gary right away. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I
1: love
0: it. I love it. But I so. I know I don't, I don't I don't know if Giovanni's gonna remember this story. Uh, I know Blue, you remember it, but Donovan Nab gets benched in Baltimore after playing awful for Kevin Cobb, and then Kevin Cobb comes in and it's not any prettier. But the point was Donovan Nab got benched. Yeah, and they did it as a message to his team. And I see this reference Scott, get brought up numerous times on Twitter now that they should have done that to Carson yesterday.
1: Do You guys believe that would have worked? Uh, you want to take that first, Gio, or? No. Go
2: ahead.
1: Well, I, I definitely think it would have worked somehow. Uh, I think it, I definitely think it would have sent a message, uh, especially, to let you know, it would send a message to the team, too, that nobody's above, you know, not being bad. You know, if you perform bad, you should, you know, take a seat on the bench and just watch what it's like to see this team, you know, play without you. And you know, with Jalen Hurts right there, uh, who's a, you know pretty good quarterback, uh, to see how this offense could—I mean, they put him for in for that one play, and he he threw a quick out route, and it's like it seemed like flawless and perfect. You know, do that a couple more times to Carson, let him. Hey, Carson, we appreciate you. Have a seat. Now let's see how this offense looks with Jalen, and then he'll like be you know Carson. If that was me in my mind, I'd be like. I don't want to be in that situation ever again. <laughs> so, right. that that would be a good uh, kicking in the tail for uh, for Carson.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting
1: conversation. I, I, it's an interesting conversation.
2: I I think that um, if if Carson is playing bad, just bench him for a few plays, and then let hurts in. Show uh, what hurts in, and then uh, show Carson what what. The team's like without him, and then he can be like, all right, now I need to step up and do better. Clorox
1: knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but what happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800 220 Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state-licensing. Equal housing opportunity.
0: My thing is, Donovan did just that. That's exactly what Donovan Nab did.
1: I believe. I believe I, the next game was against the Cardinals. on Was it Thanksgiving? And then they yeah. just... They they destroyed them. Uh, the next game, I believe that was the next game. And, that was the uh, next game, and then and they go. There, I, I mean, they out. went
0: all the way to the FC Championship game. They went all the way. They were they were yeah. looking good. They beat Dallas forty four to six. They were feeling themselves. The thing is, <sighs> Carson Wentz, I love him to death. Great quarterback. I think he's still good. I think there's mechanical issues there that he'd be fixed. I think a lot of this, from what I've seen from the comments so far, a lot of people are blaming coaching. I think they're 100% correct. But my thing is, I don't know if he could take that. I don't know if he's as, as mentally emotionally strong as Don McNabb was to take that benching. Now I know Don McNabb complains and bashes Carson Wentz and because he doesn't feel like he gets the much respect as being the best Eagles franchise quarterback of all time, which I think he's in our, he's definitely in the, the argument for, but I, I, I mean, if, we're questioning one thing that everybody's been questioning is if Carson Wentz has been playing bad because they picked Jalen Hurts. Can you imagine if they put Jalen Hurts in and he looks and he plays better than Carson, what that's going to do to Carson?
1: When it comes to Donovan McNabb, uh I love I love Donovan as a quarterback. I love what he did for this franchise. I love what he did for the city. But Donovan McNabb was the biggest sourpuss I have ever seen. Uh whether it's just not be able to. <laughs> I mean, after the NFC Championship game, and you know they're talking about the loss. He's like, "Well, I left the field with a lead," and he totally threw his defense under the bus. You know, he was, he he, he was always quick to pass the buck, pa- pass the blame. You're not and uh, I think I think Carson's a l- guy a little bit more. I think Carson has a little bit more thicker skin than Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Had, it was sour ever since you know they booed him on on draft day and stuff like that. He holds that grudge and he seemed to you know to love being love being the eagle you know despite the fans and stuff like that. It seemed and you know he seemed a little bit soft. You know, I mean, yeah, he took some rough shots, but mentally, you know, emotionally, you know, just you know. It,
0: so you think? I mean, you're. I mean, I, you're not wrong here, because I mean, again, Carson Wentz is back a quarterback, won the Super Bowl, won MVP, and they brought him back.
1: What was and the choke? So, what was the so, choke? So, uh, Donovan McNabb used to eat chunky albacan because he choked anytime time he got near a bowl. I mean, so oh
0: uh, man,
1: you know, oh he,
0: man, this is, what, this turned into the Donovan McNabb bashing podcast. <laughs> look,
1: <laughs> I, I love I, it, but I, you're I, right. I understand. You're right. You're I right, Donovan, but. He, He he, he was he was such a crybaby, and uh, like the one thing I don't want to see out of a quarterback is if he he throws a ball, it kills a bunch of worms, and he just you know smiles, and you know it's like oh yeah, like nothing. He didn't seem hungry enough. You know when Carson gets sacked, when Carson gets hit, he comes off the field, he looks angry, like that something went wrong, or Carson would just go, you know stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, uh. I know I'm, 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 this is a long-winded uh, rant here, but I think Carson Wentz would handle a benching better than Donovan McNabb ever could have done.
0: You know, no, you made a great point there because that's that's really the you, you alluded to why I was asking that because I was I was wondering if, if that's what you guys would think because I, I I it'd be interesting it'd be I mean again the guy sat on the sideline when his back of quarterback won the Super Bowl when he was having an MVP season so. Uh, I, I I just... Oh, man. I don't think Jalen Hurts is ready, though. I'll tell you right now. I'll t- I, I personally don't believe Jalen Hurts is ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Look, at Alabama, he was basically a running back. I think he has the potential to be a good quarterback in this league, though. Don't get me wrong. He was one of my draft crushes. I just think... I hate the situation that he came into here.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, You're you're yeah. talking about a team that has to develop a quarterback that played really one season of natural throwing ability to showcase his natural throwing ability. And in a Lincoln-Riley... Quarterback friendly Oklahoma system, and you bring them to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are regressing with their year five top ten caliber quarterback and his mechanics. I I understand the reasoning. If I I understand it because this is the reason I believe why they drafted Jalen Hurts is because they want to get the most talented backup behind Carson Wentz at the most affordable rate because he's on a huge contract. And how do you do that? You get a rookie quarterback. But I. I just don't think that I, – I really – I would be surprised. I think they can get something out of Jalen Hurts because I think if they if he ever has to be quarterback for this team, they switch to strictly RPO offense. I think with Jalen Rager healthy, with uh, Travis Sogle playing the way he is and having those tight ends back, if, if Hurts was in there, maybe it would be successful. Well, with Miles Sanders as well, but I don't think Jalen Hurts could play as a rookie quarterback in the NFL yet. I think if you throw him in there, you're not going to be a much better team at all.
2: Yeah. Here, here's my point. I'm just saying I'm not saying bench once for Hurts like for a whole game or a whole season. I'm saying maybe if he's doing bad, put him on the bench for a few plays, one or two plays, and then uh, let him look and see uh, how Hurts is playing and if Hurts is playing bad, then he's like, oh, crap, I got to take this. I got to win. Um, or if he's playing good, maybe he's like, oh, crap, I got to step up my game and I got to uh, start doing better to keep my spot as number one quarterback.
0: I agree with you completely. I just I, – I mean, you were in person – you expected a huge game, and I, I'm i surprised because that defense is historically bad. It's not a bad defense. It's a historically bad defense. A lot of missed opportunities there against that team. That's that's an off. you would hope—I was hoping, and I said it all week going into that game— This is the game where you let your offense go off. It doesn't matter about the level of competition you're playing. You just let them go off. So you build some rhythm and momentum going into the bye. And then you face the Giants after and you're feeling really good about yourselves against another bad football team. Now that the offense looks like that, I, I mean, that's this, I can only imagine Carson Wentz and Doug Pierce have such a sour taste in their mouth after that, that performance on them against that caliber of defense, uh, you just, Carson and Doug both have to take the blame. Eh? I don't, I don't like this, uh, Philadelphia thing where we got to only blame one person because the other person isn't that bad or, you know, Doug won a Super Bowl without Carson. So maybe it's Carson or, you know, Carson's a top 10 caliber quarterback. Doug's making bad play call. It's both. It can be both. It, if you're a three, four and one team, there's multiple facets to why you're that bad of a team, not just one thing. And a lot of it, I think, and I've said it earlier in the show, I just don't know what this offense is. I have no idea. I mean, I know Giovanni watches all twenty-two. They don't do the same things every week. They don't. They change. I, this this game plan against Dallas, I don't know what it was. You're facing a, a team where you're getting Joe and Rager back. You could be extremely explosive with him. it John Hightower. Look, the win was a huge factor though. So, yeah. I'm talking about before you go into this game though. I don't think they factored in the win before they go into this game because the way the play calling was, they clearly didn't. But I, I just don't know. I I just don't get it, and it's strange. It's it's weird to be a guy who watches film and talks about the Philadelphia Eagles, talks about the game of football, on a podcast platform, and to be dumbfounded by what I see every single week from this offense because it's never the same.
1: Yes, it's it's. I guess you, the identity of this offense is inconsistency, whether it's the lineup or the play calling or. It's a matter of who do you trust on on this on this offensive line or and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff they could have done probably a lot better. Like I would have bring back a, you know for Boston Scott, I would have brought back some uh, you know, plays you know, they used to use for Darren Spoles, Get get a couple wheel routes. Yeah, get out those there. wheel
0: routes, exactly. Get the you wheel know, routes going. Get some wheel route.
1: Or or have a couple screen passes, don't get that batted down at the line of scrimmage. Uh but uh yeah, man. I mean, they brought back that that one pass to uh, Fulgham. That was uh, that that was his breakout catch against San Francisco. They brought that that play back. You know, a couple more of those plays like that, and you know, play to you got to play to your player's strengths. And you know, Fulgham, can mm-hmm. get you know, get out there. He's decept- Travis Fulgham is deceptively quick. Uh, he looks like a big dude, but he he can shake those defenders and get past them. All you got to do is. You know, you know, throw one up and let him go get it because he, he can jump up and get it. He's got great hands. He's got great jumping ability. He caught that pass in between two uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's fearless. Just uh, let him throw, a ball, throw the ball, let him go up and get it. Or like with Boston Scott, throw a couple wheel routes or let him run the ball. I mean, he disappears in between those huge tackles and stuff like that. And he could let him pop off a couple uh, six-yard runs. I mean, they're, they're they're the Cowboys are th- what is it thirty second against Iran. You got to work work to the strengths and your your opponent's weakness.
2: Yeah, I I think that um that game uh if if our defense too did not play to the level that they did, I don't think that um we would have won that game, and um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that maybe Doug and Carson are just not clicking, or if it's the fact that whenever Carson and the offense gets into a rhythm, like four people get hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just seems like truth. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I like. I mean, in my opinion, this is Justin. Again, commenting he goes, in my opinion, Doug has become boring and predictable. There is no pre-snap motion, nothing creative about this offense. I said it myself too. I said Doug Pearson's play calling script has become so vanilla, you can see how bad his ice cream addiction is. I can't believe how vanilla his play calling is. It's, it's not he, even you, like you would think
1: vanilla it's like Hagen-Dazs vanilla, you know.
0: Yeah, it's not even yeah, it's the bad vanilla, the one that nobody likes. Like I, look, the funny thing is,
1: I can't believe... I'm, I'm catching heat from Mrs. Minnie for uh, bashing that. All out. ice cream is beautiful! <laughs> <And Mrs. laughs> All, ice cream, All is beautiful. ice cream matters. All ice cream matters. I love it. But
0: I, I can't believe, like... I, I still am in, in shock that we're talking about this and Doug Pierce in this town, but...
1: It's I really not. He, it's, uh, it's a matter of him... He needs, uh, He needs a, 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 there's got, you need a yin yang in that, in the quarterback and in the coaching room, you need a yin yang where he says this and somebody, you know, pushes, you know, gives him a little friction. Why, why, why do you think that plays important? Why do you think that's good for Carson? Why do you think that plays good for, you know, whoever, you know, and I I think it's just, everything's happy. Everything's this and that, you know, I'm just going to call the plays. No, you need a a discerning, dissenting voice in there to help, you know, help challenge him. He needs to be challenged as a coach within his own coaching staff.
0: Uh, So the comment here, why didn't we bring in Jim Caldwell for OC? I've asked this multiple times. I've tried to figure it out because I completely agree with it, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, I'm sorry that my dogs are barking. They wanted to get in on the show. but, But look, I... When you look at Carson Wentz and he, uh, Carson Wentz is not Russell Wilson, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but when you look at other tiers, Ben Roethlisberger is a very good quarterback, Matthew Stafford are very good is a very good quarterback. I think Carson Wentz is along those lines. I mm-hmm. think he's Ben Roethlisberger, honestly. That's the quarterback I compare him to. Like I think they're both the same. So they had these coaches where Ben Roethlisberger did not like Todd Haley at all. They were struggled as an offense under Todd Haley. It didn't work. Now they get rid of him. Uh, I mean, it was years ago they got rid of him. But now you look at Big Ben and the Sears offense has been good ever since. Well, I look at Jim Caldwell here. When he was in Detroit and uh, Jim Schwartz was the guy who had Matthew Stafford first, Matthew Stafford was struggling. They previously added Jim Caldwell to help aid Matthew Stafford and make him a better quarterback, fix his mechanics. And he did just that. He did exactly just that. Yeah, Matthew Stafford playing his best football of his career. I think Carson Wentz needs that offensive coach. And, I, I mean, when he had it with John D. Filippino, uh, 2017, you saw it happen. I, I don't right. think he has it on the staff. So, yeah, and Frank Wright. Frank Wright had a huge impact, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, though. I think Jim Cobble for OC is the guy you bring in. I don't think he's, at this point in his career, on on head coach material anymore. I don't think he threatens Doug Pearson's job. But I think he could help fix it a lot. And I think Doug Pearson would really need this type of guy on his staff.
1: The the, side, the sign of any great leader is somebody who's willing to listen to his his, his staff. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with guys. I need help, <laughs> guys. I'm running on fumes here. Give me some ideas. You know, uh, I've seen it in my industry uh, as well. You know, I come from from the world of professional wrestling, and uh, one of my one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling was Paul Heyman, and he was willing to listen to a better idea. You know, uh, if he thought something wasn't working and, you know, you brought it to him, if he thought it was good, he did it and he put his spin on it to make it look like he thought of it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you know, like you said, uh, bring in a coach who's willing to, uh, you know, challenge Carson, challenge Doug, and be willing to listen to outside ideas, think outside the box, because – you can't, you know, you can't be the guy forever. You got to listen to other people. And that will re- reignite your creative juices as well.
0: This guy's been commenting Go Pats on the stream the whole entire time, and I'm finally going to acknowledge him and tell him Super Bowl 52, bud. Forty one thirty <laughs> three. <laughs> Anyways. I, I saw, Giovanni, I saw your mom comment earlier about Brandon Graham best player on the team this year. Yeah. Best player on the team this year by far. Best ter- like Brandon- I goes on a lit, man. My dog is really
1: talking a lot. Brandon- it goes Brandon- in a list. Brandon Graham Brandon- is the unsung hero of this team. Go ahead, Gio.
2: Um actually, Brandon Graham is number 3 in sacks in the NFL right now.
0: Guy brought the heat to the show. He brought <laughs> I I know you took notes. I know you took notes for this episode. You told me you did.
2: Yeah.
1: Number three, right. but number one in trash talking. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I love him. I love him.
2: And he's good. Where,
0: where would the Eagles be without Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, and I would say Darius Slay this year? Where would yeah. they be without those guys?
1: That's where I mean, three, gonna... four, and one
0: isn't good, but, jeez, if they didn't have those
1: guys. I think of Brandon Graham, who was labeled a bust early in the season, now he's one of the all-time great Philadelphia Eagles. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love it. Giovanni, my one question for you is because I'm extremely jealous. What was <laughs> it like? What Throwing was it club. like would have seen what was it like would have seen Jalen Rager's first touchdown in person?
2: It was probably like the best thing ever. I literally it took me a minute to process it. I was like Oh, he got a touchdown, and I'm like, "Oh wait, no, that's his first career touchdown." And that, I, was, yeah. that was on
1: your side of the f- uh, stadium, right?
2: Yeah, he was running towards us.
1: That's awesome, and you know, that's right? awesome. So when he becomes a superstar it. someday,
0: you can be like, you know, I saw his uh his first yeah. career touchdown yeah, in person. I, you know, I
2: I just I just saw his first career touchdown.
0: No big deal. No
2: big deal.
0: So, all in all, yes. How do we feel? Does that? How do we feel about that game? Do we feel like it was like like or
2: whoo
0: like our, where are we, or where we are? Where we at going into this bye week, getting ready for? I was guys. like, yay, yeah, you
2: know? yeah. I mean yeah. They,
1: they won. I mean three, four, and one. Like, That's I, a nice uh, I had less painful food poisoning. It Just that whole game, I was just watching a game, just going. Oh, you know, just I, my anxiety for that game. And I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so it's just secondary to have that level of anxiety during the game. Where oh, yeah. you know, I sat in the same position, you know, while they're playing good, and something happened, I switched positions. I had Mrs. Meany come and bring some good luck. She has crystals and rocks, and I had her bring her some good luck crystals. And it seems <laughs> that's when the team started to help. So I'm going to give Mrs. Meany some credit. But uh, yeah. Thank you, Mrs. Meany. Go birds. <laughs> yeah, <guys. laughs>
0: but you're so, oh, yeah. I know, I know Giovanni was screaming his head off. I was surprised to hear I I turned up my TV as loud as I possibly could. I was like, I think I hear him.
2: Uh, Mr. Has I think it's here. It. No, 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 no. See, he didn't ask for the crystals. I was like, "Here, buddy. I think you could use these." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right. uh, I, don't now, I don't want you to know you it over, but I was like, "Buddy, here's here's some here's some rocks. Maybe they're magic." <laughs>
1: they I'll they s- worked,
0: so, all right. I'll I'll send you my mailing address. I'm gonna need to, like a dozen of those.
1: We're gonna get his address to send them.
0: Yeah. all right sounds good but guys first pre-game show first not pre-game show excuse me
1: first recap show pointed the whole team as it's even messed up our podcast <laughs> uh, i know i gotta get all of that no. but uh no but, seriously uh yeah it's been great man thanks guys for having me uh thanks for everybody for watching at home in your leisure uh yeah. thank you geo thank you connor uh this has been a lot of fun
0: yeah, we're gonna have to keep on rolling with this. It was fun. We got some great comments, great interaction from everybody on here. Uh, love I it.
1: My first shows on the bye week.
0: Uh, <laughs> we'll I, I like, uh, we'll, we'll come back. We'll have to do a, a bye week special. We'll have to do. Yeah. A, we'll, how are we feeling? You know, we got to digest uh, a little bit of that ugly Dallas loss. I mean, a Dallas win. Was, I mean, it feels like life. Sorry,
1: I was bowling but, too ugly, but yeah.
0: I'm proud of you too, Giovanni. I love uh,
2: you, Mom. Me three. Yeah, give you gotta give the <laughs> shot to your
0: mom. Gotta give the shot to your mom. I love my mom, too. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Bye. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round, so order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air.